right. Yo. Hello. Welcome to Comic Book Herald Live. I'm Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of comicbookherald.com. Here with us live. Let us know here in the chat. Thanks for joining. We're going to be talking today post-game Sins of Sinister. Sins of Sinister Dominion came out today. It is the conclusion to the alternate reality Sins of Sinister X-Men crossover. We are going to be talking about that in great detail. This will be a spoiler-filled conversation. Um, we will talk about everything. We're going to talk about theories. We're going to talk about what happened today, what it means for X-Men comics, where it's going, all that fun stuff. I am joined today, delighted to be joined, by Ernie from Blurred Without Fear. Great YouTube channel. Great, great commentary. And I'm super excited to have you here, Ernie. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for joining. First off, how you how you doing? What do you how are you feeling? What, are the people, what should the people know? <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm I'm doing great. Thank you for thank you for having me here. I'm doing fantastic. And uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm feeling pretty good. All right, pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. So everybody here in the chat, if you're here with us live, we're starting a couple minutes early. Let us know if you can, if there's any issues seeing or hearing things, uh, please let me know in the chat and I will course correct. I was telling Ernie, I actually subbed him in for Kieran Gillen today. Um, that was <laughs> that was my last <laughs> Skype conversation was uh, was the interview I got to do with, with Mr. Gillen, who wrote today's issue. And of course, is writing some fantastic X Men comics. Um, so that's how long it's been. So if there's audio, visual, anything, let me know in the chat. I will correct as much as I can on the fly. Um, I think at this point, I know how to figure things out, but I, I don't know how to set them up correctly. So <laughs> thanks so much for joining. And we're going to dive right in. I think, you know, today we're going to talk pretty exclusively about Sins of Sinister, um, especially this Dominion issue, and of course, the big reveals and the things that happened here today. Uh, and then, of course, the future of X-Men comics. We'll not be talking a heck of a lot about other X-related comics that came out today. Um, the only other one that I read today so far was Invincible Iron Man number 5, which, again, is that sort of tangential X-Office-related thing. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think we can dive right in. So let's start here, Ernie. I, I want to hear from you because we haven't talked about this before. Mm -hmm. uh, How would you feel about the event as a whole? How would you feel about Sins of Sinister as a, as a whole alternate reality crossover? I, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. It was uh, it was just the right amount of weird and zany. Like, you know, I'm really weird about zany. If it gets too way out into the weeds, like if it comes just too wacky, like I usually just kind of fall out of it. But uh, this was the right amount of weird and unusual Um I've said this a lot of times on my channel. I feel like uh, Kieran Gillen was channeling, um, uh, was channeling uh, Star Trek a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, both himself, um, you know, and Al Ewing over on the uh, Storm of the Brotherhood uh, side of things. I felt like yeah, there was a lot of that going on, which I'm perfectly fine with. Big Trek head over here, big Trekkie. Yeah. Uh, so I was here for it. Um, and just everything else was great. Everything else was great. Um, I liked some tie-ins better than others. Uh, but overall, they were all good. They were all great. Um, you know, just, yeah, it was a fun story. And it's all all focused on probably one of my favorite, you know, problematic uh, X characters. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and it is like, I mean, Sinister as this character that I think... It, has a pretty high approval rating for being like as, as villains go, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like amongst X-Men <laughs> fandom, 
I mean, consistently going to be if you're taking a poll, right, and you're like, who are the top five X Men villains? I mean, you're going to find Sinister in that top five. You know, like yeah. it's it's regardless of. I mean, I you know I put Magneto and Apocalypse above him, right? Um, like you're not going to see people you're not going to see people cosplaying William Stryker. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're in some weird circles, but like, yeah, you'll see people at you know Comic Cons and stuff cosplaying as Mister Sinister because he's that cool. You now, know, if you like, go, if Sinister. you do go to some, you know, House legislatures, <laughs> you will see the William Stryker cosplay, but they don't know they're cosplaying, right? So right. That's, that's dangerous and that's scary. <laughs> but yeah, no. Otherwise, Sinister has a pretty high approval rating, and he, he kind of hasn't. I mean, there's not been a Sinister led event, right? Age of Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Sinister has a very significant role. I think that's a big part of why fans love this character. But there's not been a Sinister-led event. And ever since Powers of Ten and Moira's Ninth Life, right, in House and Powers and, and Hickman setting the stage for like, okay, Sinister is one of the absolute key players in this situation. He is the mm-hmm. devilish wild card that mm-hmm. Moira did not want to be a part of Krakoa's founding that Professor X and Magneto worked in and and made you know and made a part of it against her best wishes and mm-hmm. you know that's definitely one of, obviously we're going to talk about Moira today and kind of what what has befallen that character but that's one of those things where it's like she was right <laughs> clearly clearly she was right you know sinister she wasn't right about much but she was right about that she's definitely right about that <laughs> i mean sinister's ultimate plan was to kill a bunch of the quiet council um and then resur- have them resurrected as sinisterized versions of themselves and that was what set off this entire sins of sinister timeline right so we have the future where mr sinister wins he gets his sinister dna inside basically every mutant and human around and is then it spirals into this galaxy of sinisterized mutants the problem that mr sinister ran into was this whole what enabled him to get to this point was he had cloned Moira's and he was using Moira's basically as a video game save engine where he could then save things. If things went awry, he could go back to the Moira's reset, start from the beginning and choose new options, right? On the next playthrough. He was not able to do that throughout the Sins of Sinister timelines because the Moira's were stolen. Um, So that all sets up what we have today in Sins of Sinister Dominion where we're a thousand years into the future. And finally, finally, Mr. Sinister is like, okay, I actually need to reset this thing so badly. <laughs> like, I got everything, quote unquote, everything I wanted, but it was horrible. It was terrible. Like, everything went wrong. Um, I'm not, I'm not like incredibly high on this event. I liked it. I didn't love it. And I think the gap for me has been, I really wanted to love it. And I went in with very high hopes and expectations because of Karen Gillan, because of Al Ewing, because of Cy Spurrier, creators I really like and really trust in the X office. And it wasn't an age of apocalypse. You know, it wasn't a, oh, you got to read this kind of thing. But it was often exhilarating. I mean, there are moments where these creators get to do these big, just preposterous things, like the the planet Professor X today, you know, talk about ego, the living ego, the living professor, right? Which is perfect. Um, Stuff like that, where it's just like, that is just pure, pure Marvel Comics fun. And they kind of build to it. They kind of pace themselves in a way. They aren't just doing Marvel mashup radio, a la Jason Aaron's Avengers, you know, which is really grating, I think, or is graded on me. Um, That stuff's incredibly fun. And then, fine, you know, I've, I've been saying for a few weeks now, like, let's get to Dominion. Let's, it's time, like, let's get to Dominion. 
Let's see the big stuff that happens. Let's see the fallout. Let's see how they walk it back. And it's kind of the same feel for me coming out of this. Very satisfying. I like the things that happened. I like the things we learned. I like the theory theorizing that it opens up and that potential. Um, but I'm not... I'm not like doing a double take like, oh, I need to revisit this whole crossover because this changes everything. You know, it's not. It, it's kind of what you think it's going to be with some nice twists and turns. Um, and and it's all it's all suggestive of Fall of X being the real event this year, you know, which I think we kind of knew. But I, I would have thought like, well, it's the Gillen Ewing Spurrier show. So maybe this one's actually going to be bigger. It, it's not. Mm. You know, it's nah, just this not. is build up. This is all build up. Yeah. Like yeah. this is like, it, it, which is funny because we have another build up before we get to Fall of X. <laughs> we have like before uh-huh. the fall, uh-huh. and then there's the yeah, it's like a our whole our life is build up, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, which is how superhero comics work. I get it. Yeah, um, I do feel like once we hit like like July, it's mm. gonna be like three straight months of just like knockout. X-Men comics, or at least it has that potential. I'm, I'm ex- very excited about that potential. Right? I just, hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I'm looking for, I'm, there's very little, there's very little that I'm not uh, looking forward to. Yeah. As a person who's fallen off a lot of X books in the last few months. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> right. There's, there's quite a few X books that I've kind of like quietly stopped uh, uh, reading, at least not like as regularly as I read like, you know, uh, you know, some of the core stuff like uh, Immortal X-Men, X-Men Red, you know, x right. stuff like that. Right. That's stuff that I'm like, oh, yeah, as soon as that comes out, that that's getting read immediately. And then there's other stuff that I'm just kind of like, oh, I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely it's definitely hit that phase of the era I, or, or of the of the line. And it, it does just kind of highlight, like, what a tremendous challenge in Ask It is to maintain 10-plus books across any like that is simply put that is not sustainable and that is not no, it's not <laughs> there's no there is no line of that in in anywhere in comics right batman family spider-man spider-verse stuff right there is no situation where i'm like rolling even four deep you know yeah, like across no. the same catalog um so the fact that i i, I think if I, my thing i always put it in an nba analogies but it's like if they can get a starting five that's like a, a yeah. title contender i'm thrilled that's great. You know, that's that's like historically puts them at the best X-Men has ever been. Yeah. Territory. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very happy with that. And I, I hope Fall of X is going to be that. So. All right. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to get to Fall of X and all that fun stuff. Um, I think, you know, that kind of answers the question I was going to throw to you next, which is like, how are you feeling about as far as so since the Sinister Dominion hits, we're at basically year four of this mm-hmm. era, right? You know, House and Powers obviously set the world on fire, and now we're four years deep into this. Mm-hmm. We kind of just got a playthrough of, like, and here's the sinister thing where we get to do all the years into the future, but it doesn't really count, you know? It's it's all walk back. We all know it's going to be walk back the whole time. There's there's ramifications and whatnot that matter, mm-hmm. um, but it's not, that's not the main story. It's not a core. Right. <sighs> do you feel like the books are in good place? Like, do you feel like they're... <laughs> there's still potential for this to be like all time best X-Men stuff, or is it kind of just like, that's eh, still interesting. You know, I'll tune into the best. It's a, yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a mixed bag because, you know, yeah, there are definitely titles that I love. Yeah. Like honestly, you put Al Ewing on whatever and, uh, I'm a read it. 
Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. I'm gonna read it like, like you, 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 you kicked him off with sword. You jump over from sword. You get an X Men red. I'm just like, yeah, just keep that going. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't, don't stop. Like fifty issues, fifty issues of X Men red. That's all I ask for. Right. Um, right. you know, X Force Benjamin Percy's been killing it. Uh, it's been slow burn, but I, I love a good slow burn. So you're it loving X Force. Me. Yeah, I'm, I'm still loving it. Nice. Uh, I'm still loving. Oh, uh, Wolverine. I'm loving Wolverine, and I that's crazy considering I typically couldn't give two squirrel farts about Wolverine on most days. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm loving those books. I'm loving you. Uh, immortal, uh, immortal X-Men. I was shocked that I enjoyed Bishop war college as much as I had been enjoying <laughs> it's it. It's been an interesting book, um, right? You know, like yeah. it, well, it, cause I didn't know. I mean, I knew it was going to be about, you know, duh, war college, but I didn't know. I, I just didn't understand the hook of it. And yeah. then once I saw it, I'm like, sorry, I was like, Oh wow, dude, this is lit. Let's yeah. go. Let's give me fifty more issues of this too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, give me twenty-four. I don't want. I don't want to overstay its welcome. But fifty uh, is a tall order. <laughs> that is a tall order, especially nowadays. Yeah. But uh, but no, like, but there are definitely books that like I started off really hot on, like Marauders under uh Steve Orlando. Started off really hot on it, and then I just kind of cooled off. Yeah. Uh, same thing happened with Legion of X, Ice Barrier, which is. Weird, because those are two really good writers. I really, really respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, oh man, it started off so hot, and now I'm so cold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it, that, that that's kind of the, the risk here. It's like you know, I feel like if we instead of trying to have ten really amazing books, like like, and I'm when I say amazing, I mean attempting to have ten really amazing books, sure. not having ten amazing books, just yeah, the yeah. attempt. You took the swing. I, yeah. Yeah. I would honestly just rather than play it safe and just have like actually have five i know amazing books like that i think like i feel like we have too many books oh yeah <laughs> we have too many books yeah <laughs> and while some of them look amazing i didn't think i would want uncanny spider-man i honestly thought i was like oh wow this is gonna be more peter parker god uh yeah. but no then it's like no it's not it's nightcrawler that's amazing he it's looks a good great I, it's a good I hook wanted, yeah i want that book now but now i'm just like oh but it's yet See yet another X book. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. It's definitely one of those things that <laughs> that fans, you know, they. I mean, complain is makes it sound. Yeah. It, it is. It's a complaint, but it's it's a understandable one, you know, because it is like because yeah. a lot of times it's like just purely financial terms, right? Purely monetarily, yeah. it's like all right, if I have to go to the comic shop and buy fourteen X Men books, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's a decent <laughs> monthly investment. Um, so for the it folks kills who are my like Batman argument. It is. It, it totally kills is. my Batman argument. <clears throat> I, I think the part though where I'm because I I actually feel like the launch number they had six, mm-hmm. that was great. That it's was perfect. Perfect. Um, mm-hmm. I get why they do more. Marvel always does more. I think you're a hundred percent right. I don't. I've never met anyone who's like. I wish Marvel would publish more books, <laughs> like like maybe different <laughs> books, right? Different titles. But I've never met anyone who's like they're not publishing enough comics. Like no. that's not a take. Um, when would 20 comics come out on a Wednesday and like 15 of them are X books. Oh yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> They're loaded. Like, They're absolutely loaded. And you know, I guess it is, it's, it's, I think the problem is you're, you're just inevitably diluting your quality, mm-hmm. right? You're just, there's no way that yes. all of those are going to hit. And there's certain elements to it. I really like certain characters get their shine. Certain creators get at bats that they wouldn't have otherwise gotten. Um, mm-hmm. Those are good things. I think, you know, and, and two, like some, like a Hellions, for example, if you're not over publishing, 
that book probably gets cut at the at the yeah. you know the cutting room floor because it's not it doesn't have the hook and they're like really nanny orphan maker we're going to start these characters and then it turns into this just wonderful book that I was absolutely delighted by um mm-hmm. but it it is that thing where it's like all right when fall of x starts we've got like what 13 14 books announced um <laughs> how many of them are going to be like must reads genuinely you know yeah. like how many and if we're I've, talking I've had to fight with people over that yeah, like I've had to fight with because people are like, "Oh, well, no, you're leaving out this book. You're you know, oh, yeah. you're not you're not saying this book is essential reading. It's like they can't all be essential reading. Yeah, yeah, right. They can't all be. And honestly, if they were, then they then none of them would be essential reading. <laughs> I mean, I do, I do feel like we're living through an era, and this is mm. old guy talking stuff where it's like Marvel <laughs> Unlimited does make it like less of a problem, right? Yes. It is like yeah. It is less of a problem if you're subscribed and it's pretty affordable to do so for seven bucks a month or mm-hmm. whatever, um, where it's like, all right, you actually can binge these like on a, on a three month delay relatively easy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But for the folks who are totally obsessive, right, like us, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah. no, I have to do it, you know, week by week by week. It does feel feel like a lot. Um, mm-hmm. That said, the stuff that is good has been very good. I'm I'm like pretty high on Destiny of X as a course correction. You know, mm-hmm. I think there was a there was a real malaise that Reign of X and then X Lives and, and Death of Wolverine hit where mm-hmm. and that the po- you know, and then the Hickman Inferno, but also Hickman Exodus like that was a real crater, I would say, mm-hmm. for where this era was at and just kind of like the the hope for the future. And I feel like Gillen mm-hmm. coming in, E-Wing rebranding with X-Men Red, um, uh, Victor Laval stepping in like with Sabretooth, you know, stuff Sabretooth like that. Sabretooth has been fantastic. Yeah, where it's like Destiny of X, I'm like, okay, this is this is like a pretty good course correction. Fall of X has a lot riding on it, I think, to be mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, like, and you know, we're talking like five or six of those books need to be like like very high recommends, I think. Yes. Um, and just a lot of forward progression because it's like, Four years in, let's let's go. All right. So speaking of, let's go. Let's talk sinister, uh, sins of sinister dominion in a little more specificity. Okay, we left off with a classic, <laughs> uh, you know, standoff. Right, Moira's there watching the clones. We got OG Sinister showing up. Mother Righteous has been taken down as per Nightcrawler's number three, um, which was very good. Very good issue. I, thought, I think Sysperger really did a nice job on the Nightcrawler series. Um, but basically we get here, since Sin- uh, Mr. Sinister shows up and he's like, all right, I got my Mora clones. Let's reset this timeline. Okay. Um, let me do this. But then before I do it, like, and Mora is basically like, why would I let you do that? And Sinister is like, uh, so- somehow he like seemingly in the moment, like it seems like he just sweet talks her. And at the time I wrote, why would evil robot Moira allow this? Like, what is, like, it felt very lazy. We learned later that, no, of course, that's not what was happening. Um, yeah. But Sinister, he's kind of sweet talking that. And then he's like, actually, while I'm here, while I'm here, why don't I just kill everyone in this universe, use that mutant circuit energy to fuel myself and ascend to a dominion and my uh, forever immortality that is what he's been after all along, right? This whole book has been a race to which of the Sinisters can achieve dominion status. Dominion in Marvel terms meaning, um, you know, a godlike entity outside of space and time, effectively, mm-hmm. right, it is what it means. There's a very specific definition we can get into because it is important. Sinister's like, I'm going to try and do that. So, again, spoiler alert. If you haven't read this, this is a big one. Um, you, go read it and come back. Uh 
he tries to ascend, and he's becoming one with the universe. It's very 70s Jim Starlin and Captain Marvel, right? He's one with the cosmos, and he's making his progression, and he gets right to the finish line, and somebody's already there. Somebody has already claimed Dominion status. All we see of it is a big red blur of sorts, right? A mysterious red shape is all we can actually see, um, but Sinister then returns pretty broken. And this, by the time we get to the end of things, leads to what I think is the most interesting question, what is the one that I was not really considering and, and is maybe the most interesting and kind of exciting development here, which is who is the existing Dominion? Who's already there? Because all they tell Mr. Sinister is he says, who are you? And the Dominion replies, not you. Okay, Ernie, theory time. Who do you, who do you think it could be who do you want it to be? What, what's your take on this situation? Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I had to go back and reread that page, uh, that or that set of pages a couple of times. Um, just because it was like, it was a lot to take in. Uh, you get to that point, and it's like, yeah, not you. Now, I, I kind of floated this theory on Twitter earlier. We've already had, you know, the diamond. We've already had, you know, the spade, the club, the heart. Uh, I flow the theory of what if there was a fifth uh, Sinister clone that we haven't been told about, mm -hmm. like one that hasn't been revealed or maybe they have been revealed. Maybe they've been out in plain sight the entire time because that's kind of how they did uh, with the Sinister clones uh, you know, from the jump. They were all characters that we. Yeah, they were just kind of out there. We saw them. We knew they were there, but we didn't know it was them until they finally said, hey, I am not who you thought I was or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing about it is, yeah, I kind of flow to the idea of what if there's a Joker? Like, what if there's like a Joker card, like what a wild card jokers? of some sort? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. No, I don't, gotta, that. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Sorry to dampen the mood. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but no, uh, no, in all serious. No. Um, but no, that was that was kind of my idea. Like, you know, it, just because of just how, if you would have told me like years ago they were gonna do a whole thing where, oh hey, guess what? There's three more Sinister clones, and they all have card suits on their uh, uh, forehead, yeah, just like Sinister does. Um, I would have kind of been like, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah, whatever. But then we get to it, and it's like it was done so well. Then I'm like, well, maybe they might take it a step further. Maybe they might take it in that direction. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think it's gonna be anyone we've specifically seen before it'll probably end up being somebody new like somebody that you or, or you know like i said before like maybe somebody we've already somehow in some way interacted with but like just not i don't like heck i after everything i've seen so far out of sins of sinister i wouldn't be i wouldn't even be shocked if it was the original uh uh nathaniel essex who i guess mm. you know, karen gillen had confirmed in immortal X-Men was good and dead. <laughs> the Victorian 18th century OG, yeah. true OG. Yeah, Nathaniel. true, triple OG. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but he's dead. So, but, but then again, you, you know, comics. Marvel Comics, stays right. dead. Unless you're Uncle Ben. And your Uncle Ben, well, and even then, that's still debatable. We got a, we got a shocking Spidey <laughs> issue coming up. We got yeah. a shocking Spidey issue. It's, no, there's, it's there's like, no guess what? That. Uncle Ben's back. He's never gone, <laughs> and he's mad, and he wants. <laughs> and he has a new persona. He's no longer Uncle Ben. His name is uh, just Uncle the Uncle. That's his <laughs> the super Uncle. Name. 
<laughs> and now he hates Spider-Man, and he believes that with great responsibility becomes the ultimate excuse to use a lot of power. Ooh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm making sure. A class. <laughs> the, you know what? That actually sounds like it could have happened in the Ultimate Universe. Um, it, like there's, it a, there's a 70% chance that happened. Uh, <laughs> almost positive it did. <laughs> so I was going to be like, good. hey, actually, in this issue, uh, the, there you go. <laughs> All right, so but, we got here uh, in the chat. We got Keon Scott says, here, take my money for the super chat. Thanks so much, Keon. I really appreciate any support here. Uh, you know, I will be getting through some some questions and comments. So for those of you who are chatting and, and playing along as we go, thanks so much for being here and for doing that. Um, I will try to answer the things that I can, of course, as Ernie and I are talking. Um, as always, thanks for your support of CBH here and the channel. And, of course, check out Blur Without Fear. Um, okay, so... Uh, I like your Joker sinister theory a lot. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's very much in play. I do also love that you call. I made a three Jokers joke, but like it <laughs> is, it is funny how Jeff Johnsian the concept because yeah. because Jeff Johns thing is he literalizes a lot of ideas, right? And sometimes it has mm -hmm. worked tremendously effectively in Green Lantern, where it's like, well, we have a spectrum oh, yeah. of colors, so we're going to have a spectrum of rings. Mm -hmm. That led to a very good run on that title. Um, there are moments, though, where it has gotten mocked and has become a, a thing that, that comics critics like myself like to point to as that uh, that style of writing gone wrong, a la making Power Girl's boob window um, about her broken heart. <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah, I never want to go back. I don't ever want to go back to that. There I are never moments that don't work. Let's, just, let's yeah. just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> But let's it's, just let Power Girl be great. Just let her be great. We don't have to talk about the boob window. Let her soar. Let her soar. Um, we can. We. But it's it's a super Johnsian idea of oh yeah, Sinister has a diamond, so there must be Sinisters of the other four primary card suits. Same as you. If somebody told me that in a vacuum without context, I'd be like, mm -hmm. oh, that sounds really corny. They pulled it <laughs> off. It was great. The build yeah. up to Sins of Sinister was tremendously effective, tremendously well done. You could because it was so well done, and because those. I mean, this is the other piece of it. The characters are interesting, too. They yeah. aren't just sinisters with clubs. You know what I mean? Right. It's not just another goofy clone. They're characters in and of themselves. Mother they Righteous. They have different personalities. Yeah, yeah, totally, right? And, and and other focuses, right? Mother Righteous is, is all about magic. And mm -hmm. super, I don't British, is it? I don't know. She has. She's very, <laughs> she comes off as very cockney. Cockney Very accent? cockney. Yeah. In a, in, a, in a, like, I, I feel like whereas Sinister is like more proper. Yeah. She's more casual. Like she's like the type, she, to, the way I always read her, she sounds like, she reads like someone you would see in like, a British pub, yeah, yeah, who was not very refined, who wasn't considered like a refined person, yeah. That's how I, that's how I was kind of read her, like, I which don't is know. interesting because she's the, she's the faith leader of the people, so yeah. there's a certain down to earthness, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. in in connecting with the the good people and all that. And she's but very then, sly, very oh, sly. incredibly, and, and you know, we'll talk about, but like she's, you know, she if anyone is the winner of mm -hmm. the sinisters, oh, it's her, yeah, um, oh yeah, too, which is significant and going to be interesting going forward. Uh, of course, we have Stasis, who's a part of Orcus, so it's kind of that's just inherently interesting, right? Because they're the big bad going into Fall of X, um, and then Orbis Stellaris is maybe the least developed, I would say, as far mm -hmm. as actual character goes. Um, yeah. But it's kind of this old man sinister who flies around in a, a gold ball <laughs> and has yeah. a lot of cosmic knowledge, right? Who, who we, I think we initially just saw him just like, oh, he's just a a space. Tony Stark pre Iron Man. Yeah. Like that's basically kind of how I, I read well before we knew who he really was. Mm -hmm. And then like once they gave the reveal that he was in fact a sinister clone, I was like, 
okay, cool. Let's learn some more. And then it was like, no, that hasn't really come yet. I, I feel like yeah, we're you, due. Can't, you can't have any. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it'll happen, but it hasn't. Yet. Yeah. I think it'll um, happen in Sinister Four. I think it'll happen in yes. Sinister Four. Yeah. I hope. Which, <laughs> which is kind of what I'm getting at in that, mm. that issue. So there's going to be a before the fall, um, the Sinister Four. And the fact that I'm very excited about that, I think is a testament to the work that was done in building these characters and in, mm-hmm. and in executing this event. Uh, because again, like in the wrong hands, that could have been disastrous. That could have so easily gone bad. And it's the opposite. It's the opposite. It's gone, yeah. gone quite well. <laughs> um, okay, so here's, here's my theory. Um, mm-hmm. Here's my theory. So I, I like the Joker sinister. I think you mm-hmm. could easily say, yeah, there's, there's another sinister out there and they're the one who's been doing it. That could also, I think, intriguingly tie to that trickster titan that Hickman alluded to way back in Inferno. Um, Yes. That's been a fan favorite theory. I think that a lot of folks are like, that's got to be a sinister of some form. Uh, Mm -hmm. What relationship could that have to this Dominion? You know, I think if if you have another sinister out there, that could be a pretty interesting question. Okay, but my theory is actually a little different than that. My my theory is that it is, in fact, a sinister. I'm seeing some folks here in the chat who are like, oh, the Dominion, it's got to be a Moira. Um, Banksy here says it's Hickman. Um, <laughs> which is good. Uh, Actually, I like that. Yeah. Like, can, can it be a sinister clone named Hickman? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm not opposed, honestly. Um, I, so, okay. I do think it's going to be a sinister and I actually have some, some interview evidence here to back this up, which I'll share in a second. Ooh, um, but, receipts. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's going to be the sinister and I'm going to, I never do this, but I'm going to scan through. Here we go. Okay. Here's Dominion. And then we'll get to the next one. Going mm. back to our powers of 10 data pages and what mm. we actually know about Dominions and about what was taught to us about this gobbledygook <laughs> of made up sci-fi, <laughs> right? Thank you for saying, thank you for, thank you for calling it. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be the sinister from the ninth life, from Moira's mm. ninth life. I think you could have a situation where the Mr. Sinister who betrayed Moira in the Apocalypse lifeline, which was a lifeline that she could have won, like they were in position to win, and then they were betrayed. I think that Sinister's betrayal was actually an effort to achieve dominion. The key Mm -hmm. learning here that has not really been talked about a lot is, so the fourth generation of Sinister's blow up in everyone's face, right? And at the time, we just kind of read it like Sinister tried too much and it went wrong. But what they say in the details here is it destroyed 40% of the remaining mutant population. They committed mass suicide, collapsing Mars, the Sinister Pits, and formed a self-singularity. The thing that we've learned about the Dominion is it is essentially a singularity outside of space Mm -hmm. and time. I feel like there are some contextual clues here being played with where if someone beat Sinister to the punch, it would be the Sinister from the previous lifeline. Now, there right. are some, some wrinkles you'd have to work out here because in the Ninth Lifeline, we do also learn that Sinister was executed for his crimes. Um, this being Sinister, I feel like that could easily be a clone. That could be a different mm-hmm. version than the one achieved in Minion. So... That's the theory that I like the most right now. I think it does the most with that core template of powers of 10, you know? And again, that's a thing that is 
is left mysterious, I think, purposefully. I don't know that necessarily Hickman would have, like... I think it's the kind of thing where you leave it open and you make it mysterious and then you say to yourself, and we can make something cool out of that later, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people give maybe a little too much meticulous planning credit to Hickman in terms of, like, mapping everything out. I actually think the more I've heard him talk about story, and if you read the Three Moons, Three World stuff, it's like, this is a creator who is smart enough to set themselves up to come up with cool stuff later, but they don't necessarily know it in the moment. So my Mm -hmm. guess here would be this is Gillen and Ewing and the team and all that looking at something, looking at a mystery, saying, well, what can we do with that? And coming up with this solution, which if it's that, I think that's super cool. I think that's awesome. Because one of my big questions has been like, can anything from Moira's lifelines travel? You know, can any of that stuff come back around and be relevant again in quote unquote our reality to me this feels like the biggest one that that potentially could be um and 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 the final piece on this is if sinister did all this stuff in the sins of sinister like this is behavior that they probably also would have emulated in a previous lifeline because we've the one thing we found is like in Moira's lifelines is like people generally act the same, you know, like through these lifelines and she can just kind of change details here or there or push people in a certain direction. But without that push, they kind of just do the same things they would always do. So if he's trying to achieve dominion here in life 10, why not in life nine? And maybe could have gotten there already. Um, I gotta say, I have a, I have a weirdly high degree of confidence in this theory. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, honestly, I'm kind of right there with you there. I've I have one of the things I have long kind of wondered about was because you you mentioned you brought up powers of 10. There's a character we see in powers of 10. Well, granted, this character is already like become one with the family link. So obviously they didn't achieve what they wanted to achieve. But there was a character that showed up that looked eerily like a phalanx version of Mr. Sinister. And that's what one of the things I always kind of hung on to from that. And like, and going back to those data pages, seeing the self singularity, all of it makes sense. Like, it just makes sense. I feel like, like we already know the ending. We just haven't seen the, how do you get there? Yeah. We haven't, we haven't seen the exact how, how it all lays down. And like the whole deal with Moira and how nothing really changes unless she edges something in a, in one direction or another. We've seen this with, you know, case in point, how she wound up working with so many different people. She tried working with Charles. It failed. She tried working with Magneto. It failed. She tried working with Apocalypse. It failed. All the same things kind of roughly wound up happening. The only difference was Moira. And, you know, she just kept throwing, you know, stuff at the wall just to see what would stick. And you get to this point, it's like, okay, well, yeah, clearly, if someone, if there is already someone who's achieved dominion status that means you're outside space and time mm-hmm. it means you exist outside the normal flow of time therefore you see everything so clearly whoever this was yeah they they achieved this whether it was life nine eight whatever it doesn't matter like it's it's clearly someone who carried over from one of moira's lives and very likely a sinister so i mean i rock with it i rock with it yeah no it's awesome <laughs> i mean i there are a few interesting questions i think that come out of like dominion stuff they're gonna have to gonna have to nail down at some point um the first one that popped in my head was like like is there one dominion 
Like, there's only one available mm-hmm. slot here, you know, where Sinister's trying to bump into it. Um, I think from reading the Dominion data page, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think my understanding is, like, Dominions are kind of like, they're almost like Green Lanterns. Like, they have a sector. Like, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a vast, massive sector. Um, but so there can be multiple Dominions in this reality, I think. Um, but it's, mm-hmm. like, only a certain amount per space, if my understanding mm-hmm. is correct. But the only reason that matters here is to say, like, well, why didn't Sinister just move? you know, 40 inches to the right yeah. <laughs> and occupy safe slot too, right? Just, 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 just go down the road. It's right over there. Just go man. down the road. <laughs> yeah. there, there's room for you. You, yeah, yeah. you have to squeeze in. You have to squeeze in. But yeah, there, I do believe you're, I, I do believe there is something to that, but I feel like where's the data page, I think, and this is where I think, and you know, once again, while I appreciate them sometimes, sometimes they annoy me. Uh, like data pages, like the ones that explain World Farm, Dominion, Titan, this, that, and the other, those are fine. It's yeah. the data pages where they give us information that they could have just as easily shown us sure. uh, yeah. <laughs> with, with some art behind it. Yeah. But no, um, I feel like the way that they built up how Dominion works from a storyline standpoint versus – what they you what we've seen ex, you know quotey fingers explained to us in data pages, I kind of feel like they treat it like a Highlander situation. Mm. Like it, there can be only one, but it does also kind of feel like, oh yeah, man, yeah, I'll just scoot over. Yeah, and you can get in, and or or maybe it's a deal where you have to be absorbed. I don't I don't understand it, but like like one, I've been very vocal about this. The whole Dominion, World Farm, all that year 1000 stuff from Powers of Ten, that was my least favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Just because it made me, like, I always tell people this, whenever I read something that makes me feel stupid, (laughs) I just, yeah, I just fall out. I just fall out. Like, that. it's the reason why I will never finish Decorum. Decorum (laughs) makes me feel like, those are what I'm talking about. That's another Jonathan Hickman story. Decorum is... Is these data pages, but eight issues and with incredible yeah. uh, Mike Huddleston art. Yeah, totally. Yes. It's 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 so many data pages in a single comic. It, it's a great story. Fantastic story. I can't finish it. I've just had people exp- <laughs> like just tell me like just yeah. tell me what happens. Just yeah. I, I ask the people who are smarter than myself, just tell me what happens and I'll just I'll carry on with that information. But yeah, the that part of it was always my least favorite part. And well, I will give Karen Gillen and Al Ewing and Cy Spurrier a lot of credit. They have made it more digestible this go around. Yes. It's way more digestible than when Hickman was the sole person, you know, trying to explain it to me. But I think yeah. part of that is the is the nature of the creators. I think Gillen and Ewing yes. in particular are better suited to explain difficult mm-hmm. concepts, frankly. Yeah. Um just their manner of storytelling. I think another part of it too is like they are the ones in the position of actually having to tell the stories that are dealing with it, right? As opposed mm. to in the build-up phase, you can leave a lot of that stuff open. And reading it, you're like, what does that mean? It's like nobody – it's possible nobody knows, <laughs> like including <laughs> the creators because it hasn't had to be nailed down yet. Right. Whereas here it does. The other, the other interesting piece of the Dominion that I thought – about here that I feel like will definitely play a role is, okay, so Dominion, once someone ascends to Dominion or group or however the heck it works, right? But let's mm-hmm. let's say this is a sinister. Um, they not only exist as a Dominion, but it becomes a thing because they're outside of space and time where they have always existed as a Dominion. So what that means for us is 
if it's a sinister, there has always been a sinister dominion in every one of Moira's lifelines, which kind of implies that ascendancy has never been possible because if this space yeah. is locked by a sinister dominion, then all of Moira's effort. So I feel like Sinister, mm -hmm. Mr. Sinister, who is now seemingly the only one who knows this because Moira makes sure he knows it to make him feel small. But the interesting component of that is he realizes he's nothing because there's already a sinister dominion, but mm -hmm. he also holds the key to kind of this whole thing which is like Moira, if you're if that's what you're fighting for, can you even get that? Is that even possible? Because yeah. there's somebody there, right? So mm -hmm. I feel like that's pretty important. <laughs> it, it's also get, it gets a little weird too because one of the things and I always do wind up forgetting about this, and I don't know if anyone else thinks about this either, and, and just makes their heads explode. But like we know that Moira's had you know up to this you know you know, ten. Previous, you know, Quotey Fingers uh, lies if you count, you know, her death in uh, the, what was it, 10 Deaths of Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, and then her becoming a cyborg because reasons. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the funny thing about it is we see, we know because the characters like Omega Sentinel, there are different futures, different, you know, potential futures or, right. or, or potential different lives because, you know, when we look at, uh, Moira's previous lives, her whole thing was like, oh, we the mutants always lose. Yeah. But like, you know, um, in a, uh, what was it, uh, in Inferno, uh, Omega Sentinel's like, oh, no, uh, the mutants always win. It's the humans that always lose. So mm -hmm. it's like, but then that's when they started introducing the whole Moira's life fill-in-the-blank number A, Moira's fill-in, you know, Moira's life fill-in-the-blank number B. Uh, and then, of course, we got all this, the the clones of Moira that Sinister's made as, like, save slots. Looks like my my XCOM 2 save data folder. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it, it gets crazy. Like, I wonder, like, I wonder how much of that's going to play into it. Because like you said, do does anyone else carry over from a previous life where Moira has, you know, died and reset everything? And it's like, Omega Sentinel's, you know, other than, you know, this potential sinister that that is a Dominion right now, Omega Sentinel is like one of the only ones yeah. that we know about, really. And it's like, where do you go from there? Like, like where, like, what is, like, I, I'm hoping that, I, I feel like it's all the little breadcrumbs that Hickman left right before he ran out the door. <laughs> which, which, by the way, all the people who were excited for, was it Gods? Yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> good luck with that. I don't know if I can take that journey. I'm scared. I, I, I'm, I'm scared Hickman will leave. I feel like we can. Nothing will be answered. <laughs> I feel like we can get a four full issues. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think we can promise any more than that. But I feel like we can get to four. <laughs> I'll give you three. And, I'll give you three and a quarter. Three I'll give you quarter. three and a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like get to issue four. Like Hickman's like, you know what? I I really just want to move on to something else. I'm tired of writing this, and um, yeah. I'll see you guys later. Y'all have fun. Y'all have fun figuring out the rest of my story. <laughs> that's what i always feel like is gonna happen whenever uh, uh hickman takes over anything or it's either that or we get the most amazing story ever ever told and it takes like eight <laughs> years to get to to be completed yeah yeah i think that era is over i i'm yeah <laughs> i'm pretty confident that that era is over um wonderful as as it was so all right so i i think to your points here um mm. yes like i i think omega sentinel has not been touched sense inferno that is a mm -hmm. massive player in this game that has to come up again 
and you have to do something with those lifelines. I'm hoping Fall of X is going to be that thing because it's the big Orcus wins story, right? It's it's clearly yeah. teasing this sort of dark reign um, where Orcus wins kind of thing, and Krakoa is totally broken up, and the and the dream quote unquote dies before mm-hmm. some inevitable resurrection kind of thing, <laughs> um, which all leads us to the the Moira situation, which I want to get into here. Um, I, before we do that, I do just want to say, so I read a Marvel.com interview um, mm-hmm. that came out just today, and it was about uh, Sin Sinister Dominion, and there was one quote in there, so if this is from Jordan D. White, the editor, he said, I think regardless of which Sinister is already successful at becoming a Dominion, the universe should be extremely worried. Um, and then he says, and technically always should have been worried and will need to continue to worry forever. And then Karen Gillan <laughs> says, oh, yeah, they're all bad options, which it could be a little uh, a little sleight of hand. But the mm. phrasing, regardless of which Sinister is already successful, to me indicates it is a Sinister, right? Yeah. At, oh, at a minimum, right? That it's not. So any of the outside players where folks are like, maybe a Moira got there, um, you know, Phalanx this, blah, blah, blah. All of that kind of seems off the table. It's a sinister. We just don't know how or why mm. or when, right? I think I know why that happened. I think I know why people think it's Moira. And and this is why, like when I said earlier, I had to reread that couple of pages yeah. over. Because kind of right around the time where all that's happening, you know, Moira's about how, oh, you thought this was your story. This is my story. Yeah. And she's talking about how, oh, yeah, which I thought that was cool. Because, you know, how long have we been waiting for Moira to finally, like, have something in one of these crossovers. It's like, you know, we got Inferno, yeah, and you know, of course, you know, uh, 10 Deaths of Wolverine, which is basically like 10 Deaths of Moira, that's what it should have been called. Yeah, right. But, uh, but I guess that doesn't sell as well. Um, How dare but they I imply felt, Wolverine yeah. sells better than Moira. I'm still a right? <laughs> It's like, man, look, pe- people would have bought it, okay? Yeah. If you would have put, like, X anything, if people would have bought it. Yeah. Um, but I feel like... I, I, I feel like, yeah, when you got to the whole, oh, yeah, it's uh, who are you? It's like, oh, not you. And then you get to the Moira part. It's like, because I was confused. I was like, wait, was that Moira talking to him? And I was right. like, I don't. But, you know, we don't know. I, but I do believe I do believe it. it yeah, it's it's a sinister. hundred percent. There's that no is, way. It's- I mean, that is that is every <laughs> suggestion here, which, you know, could set them up then to manipulate those expectations and make it something else um certainly feels in play i mean i think you know the counter argument too about making it a sinister would be well that's kind of what this story was like this story Mm -hmm. what like you could have just as easily ended this with sinister achieving what he wanted and becoming a dominion and not really knowing what to do so it does create some challenges in terms of well what do you do if there is a sinister dominion what does that mean for all of life as we know it <laughs> like new and troubling right. questions you know abound um what do we do with all this which is which is interesting i'm, I'm curious to see what kind of role that actually plays um yeah, yeah. I, I did think evil robot moira's role in this story was pretty fascinating i liked mm. i liked that we brought in the quote-unquote original moira into the narrative because she should be mm. in these stories that line that you quoted which was it's not your story. It's mine. Mm-hmm. I was, that was like a, Oh, all right. And I was, I was really excited about that because that, that felt to me like creators getting it in a way that nobody mm-hmm. has since flipping Inferno. Um, because right. it was like, no, like Moira's the core of this story or should have been. And mm-hmm. that's been the thing that has bothered me the most about evil robot Moira. It's not the heel turn. I'm here mm-hmm. for Moira's heel turn. I'm here yeah. for, She's been scorned and she's working 
her own game, uh, right? Yeah. And and not at one with like she yeah she should be there. I'm disappointed and have been out on the execution and the the utilization of this character. Where now mm-hmm. it has felt for the last two years like she's like the seventh most interesting player on Orcus, like just mm-hmm. on Orcus. You know, I'm more into Modok than than evil robot Moira. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, I really want to know what his motivation is. Like, what why is, is he doing? even in on all this? Like, yeah. Well, not even just that. I, like, I won't lie. I've even been more interested in, like, you know, characters like Faye Long. Yeah. And, uh, like, dude, because I want to know, like, what's his, like, what's this guy who basically has the same career and, like, life trajectory as Tony Stark? Like, what's his beef? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. what's his, like, I get his, I mean, I understand, but, like, just the little parts of it. But, yeah, like, I want to know more. And Moira, I feel like, like, you remember when we were doing this back for Ten of Swords. Uh-huh. It was like we were on Moira Watch. Yeah, right. We're like, oh, when is Moira going to show? Is she going to show? This is her story. Right. It was like, and, and it turned out she showed up in, like, one issue of, like, I think it was, like, X Factor. And she had one panel, and it was just her looking up and going, oh. Yeah. And then going back to what she was doing. Uh, <laughs> we didn't see Moira again for like a year, I feel like. I mm-hmm. feel like we didn't see her for like until Inferno, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, or, or I think it was like a one random X comic right before Inferno or, or whatever. But There was an X-Men that ended with her. Yeah. With like Destiny's she was Diaries the... and nothing ever came of that. And that's still Nothing. Nuts. Not a <laughs> single thing. Yeah. Because that was super And then cool. Omega Sentinel has just been dis- – she's been in my – I think – I don't think I've seen Omega Sentinel – since uh inferno no i don't think so, at all i don't think at all um which on we, one hand yeah i can respect the long game you know and i can mm-hmm. respect the strategy of that i'm sure the creators didn't just forget about that right they're saving something um <laughs> like the, like the more time there is between seeing a character in this narrative it, that mm. tells you, oh, well, they have a huge story to tell with that character. You know, they're pretty transparent in that way. Um, mm-hmm. I don't always think it makes the best read. Definitely not in the week-to-week comics grind, you know, which is no. arguably not the way to do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I was glad to see Evil Robot Mora take a significant role here. I was especially glad to see her pull a fast one on Sinister, mm-hmm. right? Because it seemed like at the time it was like she's just – she's just like blasting away at the uh the namor knots or whatever they were um (laughs) while sinister does his own thing and i'm like why does she have no agency in this moment and the reality was was because she already had tricked sinister right yeah um she already pulled the fast one yeah she already got him and she sends him back with the message and destroys all the moira tanks so sinister can't do his resets anymore everything he went through in sins of sinister was for nothing the only thing she grants him is the cosmic awareness that he's not the he's not the important sinister, that mm-hmm. he's not the main one, right? Um, that that somebody that another sinister already beat him to the punch, and it kind of breaks him. Um, so as the council's sending him to the pit, right, with good riddance, um, they're they're like, you know, they can't believe him, of course, because he's Mister Sinister, and you should never believe anything he says. Right. But the irony, of course, is he's actually telling the truth, is he actually has a really important, significant nugget now to share, um, but nobody in their right mind would ever believe him it's too late he's poisoned the well sure has sure yeah has. he he's poisoned even but and i love the fact i love the the conflictedness of uh destiny like yeah even for a person who wears like a full you know face mask that doesn't give any inclination of what her facial expression is you could just tell based on like her dialogue that like she was kind of like oh we might be making a mistake here but we're just gonna go ahead and go with it 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, she doesn't say it outright, but you could just tell that, like, she knew. Like, she knew what was going to happen. She knew that it was going to go this way. It was the only mm-hmm. way it could have gone. But even she kind of has to wonder, like, yeah, maybe we don't need, maybe we should listen. Yeah, maybe put him in the pit. You know, sure. But we should probably hear out what he has to say before he goes down there. Yeah. Um. I, actually, I was more shocked by the voluntary uh, exile yeah. of Xavier and uh, Emma, Exodus, and Hope. I was actually more surprised by that. That was like, oh, wow. That was a big one. So Mother Righteous shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, she magically, because magic is her thing, um, mm-hmm. receives the information of the Sins of Sinister timeline, or at least parts of it. And she shows up to the Quiet Council to tell them, basically, here's what happened. He's got Moira clones, <laughs> yada, yada. Um, but she also tells them that, okay, the way this starts is, uh, you know, Professor X, Emma, Exodus, Hope, you all have been, you know, tainted with with sinister genes in your resurrection. They kind of have a conversation about it, and it seems like it's going the way of, okay, let's monitor this closely. Um, and then Professor X is like, no, that's not good enough. We all need to jump in the pit, <laughs> which it, it definitely makes for a very interesting stories, right? You just put four mm-hmm. of your council members and four of your most powerful mutants in the hole. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's there's definitely that part of me screaming, like, why don't you take a look first? <laughs> like, like, listen, <laughs> I know maybe Beast is off the table with his, you know, insanity, right? And, and just mm. pure evil. But, like, you have other scientists. You have Dr. Cecilia Reyes is right there. Like, she yeah. is she is available. She's just relegated to, like, just medical officer duty. Yeah. I, I, which is just crazy to me. Like, in an era where... Almost all of like, and not, I will also point out for you, not even just Dr. Cecilia Reyes, you also have Dr. Nemesis. Yes. Like right sure. there, right there. <laughs> you are not lacking. You have Forge who could, who could develop technology, yeah. right? You are not lacking for <laughs> means by you, which to investigate this problem. Yeah. You literally have a murderer's row of, you know, gifted scientific minds before you uh-huh. and, and and like i said that's even before we talk about beast that's even before we talk about beast right right like wh- and i don't know I don't am, am i nitpicking or was that was that too convenient to get to the to the setup for fall of x you know what i mean because it, 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 listen i'm willing yeah. to take a lot of it's like we're reading <laughs> comics about um you know we're, we're reading comics here where a juggernaut was traveling the cosmos for a thousand years and, and then and smashed the into a space. Galactus ghost rider's head, you know, like I'm willing to suspend a lot of disbelief. I'm <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Oh That's yeah. Part of what I enjoy, uh, this particular element, I was like, that felt fast. That felt fast. Which yeah. I felt like we jumped it a little bit. Um, that said, it clearly sets up like, okay, yeah. Like this is how we get the fall, right? This is how we get the mm. fall is, not only the X-Men going to be defeated by Orcus, but they've weakened themselves before they even get there. Mm. Um, they already had their problems. Uh, they were already fractured, I think, in terms of agreement. But, you know, they're just straight up. Professor X just, like, it, it was especially shocking for Professor X, actually, yeah. to agree to this. Oh, no. It was right? very. It was um, very. Well, because it even mirrored uh, a 
I think it was a panel from May. I think it was from Sins of Sinister number one. Yeah. Where, because uh, there's a couple of moments where they kind of reuse panels from like you know previous issues, but that was one of them where it was like, he's like, you know, I think we're in Sins of Sinister number one. He was like, oh, there's nothing we can do about it now. Yeah. And then you, know, you get to Sins of Sinister uh, Dominion where he's like, well, I guess there's only one thing we can do, and that's exile. That's yeah. exile ourselves. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. And I want to, and this is something I feel like a lot of people aren't going to catch. Uh, despite the fact that it's kind of Mother Righteous's whole gimmick, but like you, know, when you were showing the the, the image of uh, you know, you know, Emma Charles, everybody going into the pit, and Storm is telling Mother Righteous thank you. That moment is so much bigger than I think a lot of people are going to catch mm. on with. Yeah, I think you're right because that is that that's her whole that is Mother Righteous's whole bread and butter. Yeah is people thanking her. And, and if you go, I think it's, I want to say it's Legion of X number two. There's a data page from Legion of X number two where um, they're breaking down how faith and belief empowers gods and you know, people or whatever. And that is one of the things that they talk about how, oh yeah, if you have like you know, XYZ number of people who have faith in you, you become this powerful or you can manifest godlike power in this way, so on and so forth. Yeah. But they also talk about how, like, if you have one person who who has great power who believes in you, that can be almost as like as much as like having a million. Mm. Uh, like that was why like Mother Righteous was trying so hard to get Legion, uh, to 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 you know believe in her to thank her. Mm. And now you have Storm who has been you know, which I always feel like every time Al Ewing writes anything with Storm in it, I feel like it's Storm Appreciation Week. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you you now have one of the most powerful mutants on the island right now who is giving thanks uh, to Mother Righteous on behalf of the entire nation. There is no way that nothing bad yeah. <laughs> doesn't come out of that. That's a vital that's a vital point. I'm glad you bring this up. No, you're spot on. Like and that's it's unnatural behavior for Storm as well. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not yes. Okay. Right. You, you you must be right here. I mean, they're being played by Mother Righteous. Mm-hmm. As you're talking about that, that reminds me mm-hmm. that so so Spurrier introduces the character in Legion of Acts before we knew she was a sinister. Gillen did use Mother Righteous in the Sebastian Shaw issue. That one yes. ended with Shaw being like, let's work together. So mm-hmm. she's already it. had her tendrils in the council. Mm-hmm. And in some capacity, this is this is that coming back, I think, for sure. And also, I don't know if he caught this, too. There's a part where Sebastian even says, oh, I'm going to look into her credentials. Mm. It's like, dude, you already know who she is. Yeah, yeah. Just a little uh, throwing him <laughs> off the scent kind of thing. I don't it's know. it's yeah. like he's, he's like, well, <laughs> well, I do declare. <laughs> I've never seen that woman before, before in my life. <laughs> like it's like Sebastian Shaw's all of a sudden he's like, wait, there's gambling in this establishment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I declare. Yeah. But, dude, come on. You you knew. You knew. There's yeah. no way you didn't know. Okay. I now now we're getting somewhere. So Sebastian's in on it. Yeah. Mother Righteous is manipulating at a minimum Storm. Yes. Uh, and and probably the rest, because even Emma, too, seems a little too mm. shrewd to be like, fine, mm. Charles, jump in the pit. I'm not going. Yeah. Right? It just feels like odd. I could see Exodus would do it for uh, Exodus mm. is like, hope you gone. All right, I'm in. Right? All right, like, cool. I'm no, going in. No questions <laughs> asked. Um, but yeah, but Emma, Emma seems too no. simple, too smart. There's no way. Especially when Emma was so critical of Charles not that long ago. Uh-huh. And, and uh, should be, I, right? yeah. for good reason. 
Well, um, and Rasputin, uh, which I also thought was, you know, granted, you know, she just wants a good cause to follow, but like she is drinking the Kool Aid. Of course. Like she is, yeah, she is drinking the Kool Aid because she heard all these stories from Sinister about Krakoa, this perfect land. Yeah. And it's way, it's way better than the life she came from. And then what was it? Uh, immoral X-Men number three, where mm-hmm. she's like floating in space and Mother Wright's like, hey, I can help you out. I guess she saves her <laughs> life, right? So she, she, she owes Mother Righteous a debt. Which Because I, yeah. I was just thinking like, wouldn't, you know, she was on a vessel with Sinister for who knows, for how many thousands of years or whatever, um, mm-hmm. or for hundreds of years, you know, wouldn't Rasputin have heard some like, some gossip about Mother Righteous. Like, wouldn't she have been mm-hmm. painted? But then I guess she's so scorned by Sinister yeah. and then saved by Mother Righteous where maybe she's like, you know what? Like, Because you you need that player here who's like, what is happening? Like, I, why are we trusting a, a version <laughs> of Sinister? Like, we just threw one in the pit because all the stuff we learned. Like, you need that. Who's that mm-hmm. person going to be, right? Is it going to be Nightcrawler? Is it going to be mm-hmm. um, somebody just outside of the kitty or Kate? You know, like like somebody here has to be the voice of reason to be like, why is everyone acting like this? Yeah. Well, and I even had to go back and look at it. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, how? Because one thing I had to remind myself of was where they took us back to. Like, because they took us back to, like, roughly Immortal X-Men number eight or nine, give or take. Yeah, because they're, more they're in the process of else. going to get Sinister still. Yeah, right. And he's he literally had just gone through the process of killing the four of them mm-hmm. and them having the Sinister gene put in. So that, so they're ticking time bombs now. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, so it's, But then, like, I had to think about it. I was like, wait a minute. She's still wearing the mask. Like, she's still wearing the mask. She's not letting it be known who she really mm. is. But I was kind of worried that, that, and you know, once again, you start thinking about like everything. I'm like, did Charles read her mind at some point? Did he like do a little quick, like little yeah. scan over and be like, wait yeah. a minute. Um, you got way too much data in your, your forehead for you, know, for you know, all this. You got like <laughs> thousands of years worth of data in your head. I, I can't trust you. Right. You're, you're, you're up to something clearly, but yeah, I did find it really weird that everyone's just like, these two new mutants or, you know, whatever, or two people, or whatever, just waltzed in. And we're just like, sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Never I think met you before, but let's go with this. Yeah. <laughs> like, Desi's like, well, yeah, they're right about this. So, yeah, I kind of kept this from everybody. And everyone's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, I guess we're just going to go with it. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the team. You want to take one of these seats? <laughs> it's yours if you want it. No, you're spot on. I, I actually feel better about the ending hearing you talk it through like that because it mm. is like clearly this is abnormal <laughs> right yeah there has to be <laughs> everything is well and you look at all the stuff like i actually wonder how many times mother righteous has done what she's done because she just because when all that happened she had a whole wing of a library open up and was she i think she called her sanctum maleficarum or something like yeah that. yeah sure <laughs> and it was like a bunch of books that just said mother righteous on them just like yeah, I could have used some specificity this. on the on the spines. <laughs> like, yeah, what's, like, it, what's in these books? They're all called Mother Righteous. <laughs> it's like Mother Righteous Volume One. This yeah. is this is yeah, this at least is volumes, the right? Run. I'm like this the, con- the continuity run. nerd is me. I'm like this is, I, I cannot organize this. <laughs> this <is> no, <laughs> it's a nightmare. That's like that's a nightmare. I couldn't live like that. Yeah, but no, I, I but I do feel like yeah, I feel like yeah, Mother Righteous. And it makes everything Cy Spurrier said about the character way back. Because I remember Cy Spurrier was like, oh yeah. Uh, sh- yeah, she's gonna be a major player yeah. in the Marvel Comics universe. And I was right. like, oh, yeah, I was a little sure. skeptical. Yeah, sure. Go ahead, Cy. Way to oversell it, but I appreciate you trying. Yeah. And I was like, oh, never mind. Psych. <laughs> I 
think he's right. <laughs> he, yeah. He delivered. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's uh, let's real quick answer a couple questions, and then I think mm-hmm. we can talk final thoughts here. Um, we had a super chat come in. Thanks so much for everybody who's, who's asking questions and supporting. Uh, this one says, I love X stories from the vantage point of Diaspora, a community constantly under peril. feel like these stories have that, but hoping the fall brings the edge back. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it will. I'm pretty confident yeah. that is what the fall of X is going to be. If you are an X-Men fan who recognizes we often get some of the most interesting or best stories when mutants are farthest back on their heels, you know, um, that's what fall of X is going to be. I mean, it's right there in the title. It doesn't seem to be any kind of secret that like Krakoa is going to fracture. All of the books that have been announced are cast in locations that are not Krakoa. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think we'll get, I like, I'm of the opinion that Krakoa should remain in Marvel as a mutant nation, well, like basically forever, right? It should be a Wakanda, mm. it should be a Leveria. That doesn't mean it can't be broken apart for times. Yeah. You know, and we can come back to it eventually through some means. Um, but that's that's clearly gonna happen. I mean, Orcus is gonna win. The question is just how badly is mutant dumb gonna get, you know, <laughs> taken down here? Who's gonna get taken off the board and where are they gonna fragment to? And then intriguingly, mm-hmm. like, how do they ultimately come back together? Because that's that's what's gonna have to happen. Um, for mutant ascendancy, so yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think it's gonna bring the edge back. Obviously, different books will handle that differently and and through different degrees of effectiveness. Yeah, um, but I have no doubt. <laughs> I have no doubt they're gonna be brought low. Yeah, you know. Oh no, same. I mean, I I a lot of people that were like, oh, the fall of X, they're just always trying to get rid of the X Men, and I was like, that's not to say there's not gonna be like a return of X or a rise of X mm-hmm. or resurgence of X or you yeah. know. You fill in the blank. We've had the House of X. We've had the was it the uh, the Dawn of X. Dawn rain. <laughs> the rain. The destiny. The destiny. Now we got the fall. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like we. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be the most dour thing. Like I always feel like you. Just everybody, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, it's right. gonna be fine. Well, it's stories. Be fine. It's just like listen, super comics. Stories have to get worse before they get better. Yeah. If they're just if Peter Parker's happy all the time, <laughs> we don't have any Spider-Man comics, right? right? They never happen. Does that mean that character can't have good things in their lives and blah blah blah? Like, mm. listen, it's a whole conversation. There's different storytelling methods, and I do think too there's some merit to like, you know, decimation kind of sucked. <laughs> like, like not necessarily all the comics sucked. Good things came out of it. Creators found things mm-hmm. to do. But that era, if you're an X-Men fan, Whew. the near genocide of all mutant dumb. That's a tough blow. I don't think Fall of X will be that. You know, no, I don't no. think we're getting a decimation here. Obviously, I mean, I talk about this all the time, but like, it's not the end of this era. I just so clearly no, no. it is not actually, it's not going to be, they fell, Orcus beat them, and now we're done with all this stuff. We're you know, 12 mutants are going back to the mansion. It's like, that's not what's <laughs> happening here. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you they have better ideas than that. Yes. Um, I just, I have full confidence. Um, okay. <laughs> Additional question we have here. Can we say that mutants won in the sins of Sinister Universe? They ascended. If so, does this defeat Moira X's argument that the mutants always lose? Um, I do think that's one of the interesting things about the sins of Sinister is mutants win by virtue of Sinister winning. And it's yeah. awful, <laughs> right? It does raise a really interesting <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, conundrum that you have to to contemplate here where it's like, okay, mutants winning 
is not always a good thing. That's interesting. No. Um, and it's interesting to see that play out. I've seen some people be like, well, uh, if this is what it looks like when mutants win, you know, maybe it'd be better if they lost. And it's like, listen, you're missing the point. Like, this is the Mr. Sinister version of that. <laughs> right? He's the worst of them. He's the devil, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it, that's, he's not, you know, a good example. <laughs> yeah. If we're strictly speaking, he's not even like a legit mutant. He's, he's so like, let, let's calm down. Yeah. Like, let, let, let's, let's calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He cheated his way to mutant dumb. Um, <sighs> he's like the yeah. equivalent of C. Thomas Howell and Soul Man. Like he's <laughs> like he soul manned his way in. Yeah. He stole some X gene and now people are just like, oh hey, yeah, he's one of us. I would have gone uh Robert Downey Jr. and Tropic Thunder, but yes, Soul Man reference. That's a more recent. That's more recent. Yeah, he, he Tropic thundered his way in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, it's like, listen, he's the worst possible example. Um an actual mutant ascendancy yeah. will will hopefully look better than what we got here. Um, okay. Yeah. So let's see. I think those were the big questions that I want to make sure we answered. All right. So Fall of X is coming. Since Sister Dominion, um, you're a little bit higher th- on it as a whole, I think, than I am. Mm-hmm. I think we both generally mm-hmm. like it, though. Um, yeah. I, I've been saying the whole time, like, this is going to make a great hardcover. I think all collected as a, as a total event is going to be a really fun, at a minimum, right? It's very mm-hmm. entertaining. Um, they do good stuff. We get Rasputin 4 back out of it, right? Yeah, now we get that right. character. It wasn't the way I thought it was going to be through lifeline travel, but guess what? That's in play through whoever, whatever Sinister is occupying a Dominion. That's an interesting mm-hmm. development. And we have four of the council members threw themselves in the pit willingly. <laughs> Mother Righteous has a hold on the Quiet Council. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're going to have to answer all these questions as... Things get worse and worse and worse, and Hellfire Gala happens, and and the fall begins. What are you most excited about coming out of this? What are you most looking forward to um, as X Men? Oh man! Uh, well, you know, like I said earlier, I definitely look forward to um, the Sinister Four. Uh, that's definitely uh, yeah, and, and of course, Uncanny uh, Uncanny Spider Man. Yeah, uh, looks fantastic. Uh, what was there was another one. Uh, I want to say it was whatever the one is with apocalypse. That's uh, a, that's a before the fall one. Yeah. yeah. Before the fall. Like that one looks pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty interested in that. Uh, and anything else. Also the return of X-Men red. Just give me, yeah, give me, right. give me, give me that back. I, I don't, I don't want to live in a world where Al Ewing isn't writing X-Men red. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want that earth. Matter of fact, I hope that when we get that back, can we get John Ironfire in the, the present? He's coming Comics. back. He's he's yeah. going to be a player. They've said, um, mm-hmm. which is and you know that's cool. Like the fact that you can develop a character who I want to see stick around in the span of two issues, where they aren't yeah. even <laughs> close to the folk. Like, come on, that's incredible. Yeah, um, yeah, Dude, but yeah, no, fantastic. I, I sense kind of sense the year one hundred part. I've been like, give me Immortal X Men, X Men Red. Let's go. Let's get let's yeah, get back. That, like I'm ready. Yeah. Like let's do Dominion. Let's get back to those books. They're so good. I just and you know and when the hard covers come out, I will be there on day one because those like I keep telling people those right now that those are the two books to beat. Yeah, yeah. Like those those are your best books, and don't don't even try to to convince me otherwise. Yeah, I'm with you on that. <laughs> I also, am where's Wagnerine? Do you think Wagnerine? Do you think Wagnerine might uh? There might was, be uh, the 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 thing that made me think maybe they could have made it through. Mm-hmm. Was um, there was a the line of dialogue when they showed Wagnerine with the baby was mm-hmm. ba- was like something to the effect of like and some 
made it, some made it like through like, a miracle. Yeah. yeah, it would take a miracle. That's what it was. And then I'm like, mm. oh, okay. So we're teasing the possibility here. It didn't feel like <laughs> well, an she accident. had like a globe, like she had like a, like a protective field around her too when yeah. all that stuff was going on. So that's why I was kind of wondering. I was like, yeah. Granted, you know, I'm not married to the idea of Wagnerine coming back, but I would definitely be interested. Well, and it's the character who, if they you know, if we're talking about characters who could continue. John Ironfire was interesting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Wagnerine had the most focus in Nightcrawlers, mm-hmm. and we got Rasputin Four. So it's like, yeah. okay, if you're gonna carry through anything. Um, those kind of feel like the potential players, but yeah, no, I, I did, I did read that and think, oh, maybe, maybe yeah, that's not an accident. Yeah, you like Karen Gillen, you sneaky, sneaky man. He's he's he knows what he's doing. <laughs> that individual, he's he tends to think about things. And we're, we're better for it. Um, all right, him. let's see if we got any final. Okay, here here's a final question, and maybe we can mm-hmm. answer this on the fly. There were three surviving mutants. Okay, because mm-hmm. the the death chart or whatever you want to call it or the end of moira's life let's see if i can find it here while we're talking um Mm -hmm. it shows what the population was at the beginning and then it shows what it is by the end um oh yeah yeah, you know i'm talking about and Mm -hmm. it was like um all right i'm not gonna be able to find it on the fly but uh it was basically uh there were three that were yeah there was a difference with three so yeah who survived John Ironfire survived. It has to. Because, well, and this is, I think this is just like, well, I don't know exactly when the timeline is. I have to look at it again. But John Ironfire survived, I think. Sinister survived, mm-hmm. technically, if we're counting him as a mutant, right? Which I think we mm-hmm. should. And who's the third? Is it evil robot Moira? Is she, because she's not a mutant anymore, but she was still right. there at the very end of things. Mm-hmm. Is it, is there another? Is it Wagnerine? It can't be Wagner and baby. Could it just be the baby? (laughs) Like, how would that make sense? Maybe it might just be the baby. But I mean, based on some of the stuff we saw in 10 deaths, like, you know, Moira was at the end of that timeline, just like chilling. Yeah. So it's like she had like Thor powers and like doing the Terminator time travel electricity gimmick. Yeah. Like, (laughs) so it's like, it makes me wonder, like, I. I, Oh, I know who we're forgetting. We're forgetting uh, Rasputin. Oh, yeah, Rasputin. There you go. So Sinister, Iron Fire, Rasputin. Yeah. So that feels pretty door shut on Wagner. Yeah. But, uh, but I guess we'll see. And to be fair, until you brought it up, I actually paid no attention to the fact there was a slightly different number. Yeah. Because I, I, I was I went back. <laughs> it was only because <laughs> I, I screenshotted it for this that I looked at yeah. it. Yeah. But in the moment, I was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is the thing. I this got is, it. Don't worry about it. No, I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not. This is why I always love doing these because, like, uh, I feel like we always, you know, we, we notice stuff. Catch a couple things, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. No, this has been a blast. Uh, thanks so much, man, for coming on. I really appreciate Dude, it. Dude, anytime. Um, yeah, thanks, thanks to all of you me. who joined here live. Uh, this is a great conversation. Obviously, will be available on the Compo Carol channel whenever you want to come check it out. Uh, you can find me at Compo Carol pretty much anywhere. If you have questions, want to keep talking since Sinister reach out there obviously uh like subscribe ernie's channel over on blurred without fear and i think people can find you on social um through some combination of those words to blurred minus fear on twitter i don't know where are you most active twitter and um, twitter yeah. twitter twitter Still, is the main place i know it's like but uh but yeah blurred minus fear on there and if you just type in blurred without fear you'll you'll find me somewhere you'll 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 find something All right. All right. <laughs> hopefully something good anything else you want to plug uh, 
you know, I guess technically, uh, I uh, so I literally just finished rendering uh, my my breakdown of this. Uh, it will not be as detailed as this conversation, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, definitely uh, definitely some tidbits in there uh, that you might find useful. So uh, uh, keep an eye out on my channel. I'll probably have it posted sometime shortly after uh, after this. And uh, yeah, that's it. That that's all I got. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. And as always, enjoy.